0: Welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Clint. And Angie is out again today. Uh, she has very good reasons for doing so. Uh, we're excited to have her back next week for a topic that um, I will have to wrestle with a good bit. I, uh, and most of the topics we talk about, I've thought about a great deal. That one is is not. Um, yeah. And in fact, I've never really interacted with it. And that's as much as I'll tease. At
1: least not in a non-echo chamber yes. environment, yeah. which and, next and, week will not be.
0: Right. That's the benefit of having Angie on this podcast. And even the week after that, I will tease this one a little bit. I do want to talk about, um, we've never really explicitly talked about the purpose of the podcast. We've just kind of let it flesh itself out. Um, but I do kind of want to talk about that dynamic of um, meeting with people that you don't fully agree with and finding things that you do agree with and and celebrating maybe a good word you know yeah. celebrating that for sure. but today we are discussing anger, and this is a topic that Clint suggested, and so I just kind of want to ask clint what what made you want to talk about this um, I
1: have struggled with anger um, mightily in the last couple years of my life, and really since becoming a father, um, that's really drawn it out. I was probably struggling with it before then, um, but it's it's become more apparent to me that my children and my wife to an extent are the recipients primary recipients of
0: my anger so when you when you're going through life. You're saying that your job, your coworkers, your friends, you'd largely keep a level head around those individuals. And it's your family that mainly sees that angry side of you.
1: Right. And it's because my family, I think this is why it happens. is because I expect my family to know me better than all of those other circumstances because I spend the most time with them. And so when my expectations of them aren't met, um, It's almost like a, how dare you? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you know how I am. Why would you trigger me in this way? Right. Which for anybody who doesn't know this listening, my children are four and a half and two and a half. (laughs) Right. And and so now there's parents listening to this and they're laughing because they know that four and a half year olds and two and a half year olds exist for two reasons. And one is to, number one is to give you unconditional love and affection. Mm. The other is to piss you off. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not 50 50, at least in my household. It's much more unconditional love and affection, um, which makes my struggle with anger even more irrational mm. in my own mind because um, it's not even like there are every day is a battle to be happy. Mm. It's just, the, and it's Instances. not, and it's not, I wouldn't describe myself as an angry person. Mm. It's just anger is the, Number one, if somebody asked me in from in a in a Christian context, what's the number one sin you struggle with? Mm. Anger, and I don't mean righteous anger, like anger for a good reason. Mm-hmm. I mean unjustified, unjustified anger.
0: Yeah, I know. For me, anger is usually a response that um, is triggered by an incident, but rarely am I actually angry at the incident itself. And what I mean by that is. That usually there are underlying issues at play that, if I'm not aware of, um, it can um, it can make matters worse. And so let me let me give a for instance to ground that very <laughs> conceptual phrase. Um, so for instance, if someone were to insult my intelligence, um, I would that that's going to anger me. That's something I get angry about. Um, but I'm not actually angry, or at least the, the actual issue is not that I'm angry with the person or the statement that they make. The, the underlying issue for me is a fear that someone doesn't see me as an intellectual. Um, is, it's an ego that's it's, – it's fear and ego. I'm afraid of that. I want people to think that. And then it's also, and that's where the ego part comes in is I, I want people to think of me. I want people to see me as smart. Um, so I'm curious if you've seen any of that in your interaction with your family
1: uh I wouldn't say so much like an intellectual um my, right that's my, mine what was wife yours better yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> no for me I it, should know better for me <laughs> it's it's authority right and um look with my wife in the home, we're very much equals um her authority over my children is equal to mine um in In theory. Mm -hmm. But what ends up happening is she'll tell the kids to do something and they won't do it. Well, then she calls in the big guns, you know, (laughs) meaning, meaning (laughs) me. All right. And, you know, my voice is deeper. I Mm -hmm. can get louder. You're bigger. I, you know, I can, um, yeah, I'm bigger than her. So there's this idea that my words should carry more weight.
0: Mm -hmm. In in their eyes. In their eyes. eyes, Yes.
1: And so. She's to ask them 10 times to pick up after themselves. They don't. And I I don't, whether I was there during that time or whether I get home or whatever. And she says, I've asked your kids kids to pick up their mess, this mess, 10 times, and they haven't done it. Well, I can go right into disciplinarian mode and say, I don't even want to hear any excuses. (laughs) Here's the discipline. Or I can say, hey, your mom asked you 10 times to pick this stuff up. I'm asking you once. Mm -hmm. Pick it up. Yeah. And if and where I get angry, so I'm already a little angry already, Mm. right? But then I get real angry when they treat me the same way and ignore me countless times.
0: How dare they? Yeah.
1: And I'm sitting here thinking I'm being the most gracious person in the world, asking you more than one time Uh or even once after your mom's asked you a bunch of times to do this one thing. And so that just, it just wells up. And then eventually it just, I just lose it. And mm-hmm. I don't mean and I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. I never abuse or, or or physically uh hurt and harm my children. So but that anger boils over and I yell uh loudly at them to the point where whatever they're doing, they stop and they mm-hmm. look at me like, Oh man. <laughs> oh dad's, man. dad's really angry. Yeah, we better do that thing. Yeah. Or I or I, you know, I over correct it's like okay you're not gonna pick up i just pick up all their i've done this before i pick up all their toys i go to the kitchen grab a grocery bag Uh pick up all their toys put them in the grocery bag and i open the front door and i toss (laughs) them on the porch and so for all they know that's the last time i've ever seen i'll ever see those toys and uh i've done this and usually usually level level heads prevail Mm -hmm. like once they've once they go to bed or something like that i'm able to sit down and be like man that was not the way to react Mm -hmm. and I go out to the porch and I get the bag and I end up putting the toys where they go. (laughs) So they win. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) But uh, there's one instance where I, it was a puzzle or something like that Josiah would not pick up and I took it, put it back in the box and I put it up in the cabinet Mm -hmm. on the top shelf where even if he climbs on the cabinet, he can't reach it, (laughs) you know, which he would do. And so the, and then like, I think it was like a week or two later. I was re- I was in the cabinet reaching for something and I f- I saw the box. I had I had forgotten about it right. and left it up there. And so that was like a reminder to me of, of my anger. And so that I think that's why I struggle so mightily with it. It's it's a it's it's my most to me most apparent sin and, and character flaw. Um and it's not that and I don't enjoy I wish that wasn't the case. It makes you miserable. Yeah, it makes me miserable. And thank God, my children are at the ages now where they're so quick to forgive.
0: Mm.
1: But why? And that's what hurts me the most is that I know one day they won't be. Yeah, and may and I'll say something and do something, and they'll harbor resentment towards me for a longer period of time than just five minutes. Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah, in my home, um, how that plays out. Um, I get angry when, uh, when things are competitive, because again, it's, I have, you know, a fragile ego as Angie has instructed me to say, um, not a, not a large ego, but a fragile ego. And, uh, so like when, when faith, and I'm going to use a word here from my perspective, I'm not saying this is what she's doing at all. But when faith, uh, when I feel that faith is belittling, um, some of the things I have done. By comparison to her, that's when anger starts boiling up for me. Because again, I have an ego problem. Um, uh, I want to be seen as this great dad, this great husband who's got it all figured out, who's always there to help. And when um, that's not the case, is that you? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry. I was like, why, why is
0: your phone going off? My phone. That's weird. Anyway. So when that's not the case, I, that's when anger strikes. And Um, So, and that goes back to rarely is it the, the person that I'm angry at or the actual instance where it's triggered. It's usually an underlying issue. And for me, it's, it always goes back to fear. Ego usually goes back to fear and ego. Yeah. I want to ask, um, so knowing this and talking about this, what, what have you tried to do differently in moments where, and have you, in moments where you feel that emotion rising, do you do anything, have you thought about doing anything different as opposed to just this volcanic eruption of emotion?
1: Yeah, so it it still happens. It's ha- it has happened less over the last several months. I read a book um, called, it was called A Little Book About a Big Problem by Ed Welch. And it was a tremendous help for me and it helped frame why my anger was ultimately not going to bring about the the desire response that I thought it would. And so it's helped me in a lot of cases, in a lot of instances in which I would display that anger, it's helped me not do it. Because while it might feel cathartic in the moment mm-hmm. to go ahead and unleash all that pent up ag- aggression and pent up. Uh, frustration after i've done it the desired res- the, the the response that i hope that that would bring about still doesn't happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what uh what that book helped me realize is that if that's the case why keep doing it? Why even do it? It's a ira- you know and so we've noticed this in our in our in my wife and i's parenting too. we used to be counters, right? Mm-hmm. We'd say we'd ask my kids to do something mm-hmm. and we'd say one. <laughs> two, we still do
0: that. I'm curious where this is going.
1: And, uh, one of our friends, mutual friends of ours, uh, uh, Dr. Tom Davis asked, yeah. asked me this one time in a Sunday school setting when we were talking about frustration with parents and he goes, why do you count?
0: Mm.
1: He goes, you know, that they're not going to do before three, what you've asked him to do. And then even after three, now you're, now your hands are tied. Cause you got to three. <laughs> now you got to do something. Yeah. So it's like, why do you count? Just instead of counting. Say, hey, I'm going to give you another chance or something, you know, and he, mm. and he, in, his, in his doctorate of psychology, child psychology way, he made it uh, sound really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it oh, does sound really good. Yeah. And so I've gotten away from that. Uh, trying not to count as much okay? Um, because they're not going because all that does is each time, each number, increasing number, I get more. I get closer mm-hmm. to that anger. Be, the boiling be, point. Yeah, the boiling point. All it does is, like, maybe temporarily delay that. Mm. So I try to just take a deep breath um, and try to understand, and I'm only talking about this from the perspective of father to child because mm-hmm. that's where I, that's where it happens primarily. Mm-hmm. Is take a deep breath. But it could work in marriage, too. Um, take a deep breath and want, and ask myself, why is this behavior making me so angry?
0: mm Yeah. That's the kind of questions I'm asking. Yeah.
1: Like when I say, so why is it making me so furious that my four and a half year old and my two and a half year old will not pick up their toys? Yeah. That's something I could do in 10 seconds. (laughs) But instead what I do is I ask them for 20 minutes (laughs) and I get more frustrated. Right. So instead what I've, and this is, this has been a big help. I'll say, why don't you help dad pick up your toys Mm -hmm. and I'll do it. And, and, my oldest is at the age where he's all about helping. Mm-hmm. Now my two and a half year old care less. He he's like, Yeah, I'll help. And <laughs> he puts like it. one thing up <laughs> while you put up everything else. <laughs> but that that's it, it has helped me. It's not about them. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not about my anger is not about changing is no longer about changing their behavior, which is what I thought it used to be about. It's mm-hmm. it's it's uh me putting unrealistic expectations on them. Yeah. And so um, that's why I, it's, it's about me. It's more about me than it is what they're doing, which yeah. is what kind of what you said earlier. So I just asked myself, why is these, why are these things making me angry? Mm-hmm. And I deal with that internally. Yeah. And before I even get to the point of lashing out.
0: Yeah, honestly. And I can say this with great confidence, um, even if faith were sitting right next to me that I, I could not tell you the last time I had any sort of outburst, any sort of, um, angry, anger, where I actually retaliate. I couldn't tell you the last time I did it. And what I had to do at first was anytime I feel like retaliating, and I had to actively think about this, to just shut up, to just not say whatever I'm about to say, and in fact, to do whatever it is that needs to be done. So I had to sort of work on myself um, before I could get to what I'm about to say next. And so now... So the next thing I worked on is that whenever I experience that emotion is to instead um, instead of uh, anger being triggered, is actually see that as God giving me an opportunity to grow closer to Him, um, whether that be in prayer or—actually, uh, it is it is usually prayer. It is, it is always prayer for me. Yeah. So that whenever I feel anger uh, towards another human being or even situation, I— I say a prayer and I've said this prayer many times. I say, God bless this person, bless this individual, bless this circumstance in all the ways I want to be blessed. God bless them with closer fellowship with you, bless them with um, deeper connection, a a greater understanding, uh, bless them with a happy family, um, a good job, satisfaction and all that. And um, by the end of that prayer, I am no longer mad. And I'm no longer harboring those feelings for the person in fact I have a great affection for them um, and do you have anything else to add yeah I, I would say that's that's a great approach uh, and it
1: need, it's necessary but for me with my kids I, I kind of take that prayer and do it mm-hmm. so if if I don't want to get mad at them and I, and I say God, you know, bless them in all the ways I want you to bless me. Well, then what I do is I get down on my hands and knees and help mm, them pick up.
0: That's good. Yeah, so be the hands am, and feet I of God. I am
1: physically blessing them, right, by doing the thing that I want them to do.
0: Very cool. And uh, that's a good place to end. And that's what we want to do today. Whenever we are angered, whenever we feel anger, God, let this be a response, a trigger to to see it as an opportunity to grow closer to you in fellowship and indeed. And until next time. May the Lord make a channel for his peace.